Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 28th, 2020. I've been teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming, and greater is coming for you. I know, no. You're like, well, Rick, you don't know. You don't know what's going on. It's 2020. has been rough for me. In the middle of coronavirus, it, no, stop. Greater is coming for you. God made plans for you from, from the foundations of the world, and as you walk with God, I'm not saying everything is going to be easy because it won't, but as you walk with God and his plans unfold right before your very eyes, greater is coming for you. So this is part 56 of the overall series, Greater is Coming, part 56. The title of today's message is, and I've been waiting to get to this passage, the title of today's message is, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Sometimes, there will be times as you walk with God where, where sometimes you have to encourage yourself. I'm covering 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 6. You ready? All right, here we go. So there we go. Yesterday, we saw David was upset with King Achish. He was like, man, what's up? I, me and my men, 600 men, he was like a battalion commander. They just walked three days all the way to the battle. They're ready to fight. And he wasn't supposed to be there. He wasn't supposed to be fighting against his own countrymen. Thankfully, by the grace of God, he had never shed Israeli blood. And so he's there and, and he's like, no, come on, man, let me fight. And he's like, no, you can't. The other guys, they don't trust you. So you got to go home. And he was like, come on, man. And although he was literally trying to fight to get into something that he wasn't supposed to be into, the king stood his ground and said, no, David, I'm sorry, man. I, I trust you. I, I, I love you. But these guys, they don't trust you. So you got to go home. So the next morning, please don't make a, a fuss or a fight. Just go home. And so just like that, David and his men were sent home. And so now they got, they walked three days to get to where they were. Now they got to walk three days to get back to Ziklag. Ziklag. So they're walking back three days. They're walking back to Ziklag. They're disappointed. Now, once again, it's crazy to me that sometimes you're about to do the wrong thing and God rescues you. And then you're upset that you didn't get to do the wrong thing, right? And so they were not supposed to be there anyway, but God rescued them, but they were upset about it. They were upset about the fact that, man, we couldn't do it. So they're going home. And, and, and just like it is oftentimes when you're not aligned with God's purpose for your life, things will go from bad to worse. So they're walking home. They're getting close to Ziklag. I could, I could just imagine them, right, you know, talking. Because three days is a long time. Three days is a long time of walking, right? Three days of walking is a long time. That gives you plenty of time to think, plenty of time for introspection, you know. So, and so they had six days total. So they had three days going and three days coming. And as they're coming home, they're thinking about the last six days were a waste of time. We did all of this stuff. You know, then we couldn't even fight. That's not even right. We don't even know what's happening behind us because they don't know. They don't know what's happening with the war. Remember, there was no internet back then. There was no global news channels. There's no way that you could, there's no Twitter. You can't keep up with anything. So they sent them home. They basically have to go and they don't even know. They, they couldn't even hang around to see what was going to happen. So they're going home. They're wondering about what happened behind them. They're frustrated about the fact that they just spent six days walking and they have nothing 
to show for it. And with all of these nagging thoughts in their minds, I'm sure that at the end of the day, they just wanted to get home, forget it. As they're getting close to Zick, like, oh man, I can't wait to get home. Like, you know, when you, with those of us who are in the military, you're, you're finally coming out of the field. You just want a hot shower. You know, you want to get clean. So they're coming out of the field. They just want to get home. They just want a, a hot meal. They want a hug from their wife and kids. They want to maybe take a nap, get some rest, whatever. They just want to get home. And when they finally get there, it was not what they expected. While they were gone, the Amalekites came in. And the Amalekites raided Ziklag. Now, Ziklag was the town that was given to David. And so David is living in Ziklag with 600 men. And boom, the Amalekites came and ravaged the town, burnt it to the ground, stole their wives and children, took them as slaves, took all their stuff. Everything is destroyed. Everything is gone. The Bible says that when they walk after six days, you're frustrated. You want to get home. You're tired. You want to see your wife. You want to see your kids. All of that. They walk up to Ziklag and everything is gone. The town is burnt to the ground. Their families are gone. Everything, I mean, everything that they had stored up for for years was stolen. The Bible says that David's two wives, Ahinoam, the lady from Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, uh, of Carmen, they were gone. Everybody's wives were gone. All the children were, were gone. Everything that they had was gone. And the Bible says that in that moment, they cried until they ran out of tears. I mean, they cried, the Bible says, till they could not cry anymore. Like they literally cried till they ran out of tears. Like no tears, like they, they don't have any more tears. And in that moment, while David is mourning the loss with his men, David had additional pressure because then the men was like, wait a minute. Now remember, these, these men were nobodies. These men were misfits. These men, David took a ragtag group of men and made them into a fighting force, an elite fighting force, right? But not, none of that mattered in that moment. In that moment, the men turned on David and the Bible says that the men wanted to kill David. They wanted to stone David. Why? They was like, now they're blaming David for everything that happened. So there David was. He knew he was destined for greatness. He, he knew he was called to be the king of Israel. He knew the power of God had come upon him the day that Samuel anointed him. But the, the pain of the situation that he was in clouded any thoughts of, of his future. Forget the future. He was crying now. He was in a foreign land. He had joined forces with foreign enemies, people that, that he was never supposed to join forces with. He was living there and he was living alive for years. He went to go fight with them and they didn't have even allow him to fight. And then now he gets home. Everything he has is gone. His men want to kill him. This is an all time low for David. All time low. And I've been there. Like the same men who have been there through thick and thin, are now wanting to kill him. Everybody turned on him, all of that. What does David do in this moment? The Bible says, oh man, the Bible says, and I'm probably going to talk about this again tomorrow, but the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Another translation says David found strength in the Lord. He was like, forget it. I, I, I can't look nowhere but up. And so David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Sometimes, listen, sometimes you're going to have to encourage yourself. Sometimes, uh, I'm going to talk about it today. Sometimes you are going to have to encourage yourself. You walk with God long enough, you're going to be in those moments. So what does this mean for you today? You're like, Rick, this story is a good story. I got it. But okay, I got you. I got you covered. What does this mean for you today? I have five things to share with you. So I'm about to release these five things. I want you to open up your heart to receive. Five things. Number one, here we go. Bad things happen 
when you are misaligned with your divine purpose, when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're outside of the will of God, listen, the, the truth is bad things are going to happen. I'm not saying that God did this to David. To be clear, I'm not saying God, no, 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 no. I'm not saying God did this to David. But I am saying that we, as humans, sometimes we open the door to the enemy, to bad things happening when we make poor decisions. There was a level of divine protection. There is a level of divine protection associated with being in the center of God's will. But when you choose to live outside of God's will, you run the risk of being outside of his protection. See, when you're outside of the will of God and you make a poor decision, a poor decision, you're then left to, to deal with the full weight of the repercussions of that decision. Whereas before, when you were walking with God and you submitted to him and you're listening to him, do you make mistakes? Of course you make mistakes. But, but it's been my experience that oftentimes God will lessen the negative impact, right? It's like he softens the blow, even though, hey, you made a bad decision. You're going to have to still reap what you sow. But God will soften the blow because you're walking with him and you're just human and you made a mistake and he loves you, right? But when you're outside of the will of God and you make a mistake, you feel the full weight of it. And believe me, I've experienced both and being with God is much better. Number two, if you are going to deal with people, you're going to have to learn how to walk in love and extend grace. Look, if you're going to deal with people, like equipment, one of the guys on the call today, Les Cornwall, he, he's a, a mentor, one of my mentors, and he taught me a lot about uh, technology. And I like technology. Technology, well, technology is great when it works. But the thing about working with equipment, equipment either is, is one or zero, is, is either on or is off, is either working or is not. And so at least you know it's, it's somewhat binary with equipment. But people are not binary. Like, oh, no, 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 no. People are messy. Like when you're dealing with people, David had invested in these people, in the, the mighty men. He invested. He made them who they were. And now, are you kidding me? Now you want to kill me? Because something happened. My wives are gone too. What are you talking about? But my point is that people, even people close to you will turn on you. And this is not an indictment against people, it's just an acknowledgement of the frailty of our humanity. If you're going to deal with people, if you're going to be in the people business, you got to know that when you're dealing with people, sometimes people, because of their humanity, are not going to be the people you expect them to be. Sometimes good people make bad decisions, especially if they're overly emotional at the time. So don't write people off when they're emotional. At the end of the day, people will say stuff out of frustration, out of emotion, and you don't want to hold on to that. David didn't hold on to any bitterness or malice, or he didn't hold any grudges towards these men. We're going to see later that he forgave them and he embraced them and, and he moved on. My point is that if you're going to be in the people business, if you're going to deal with people, right, uh, you got to learn how to forgive. You got to learn how to extend grace. Uh, David got through a painful situation. He didn't hold any grudges. And we are going to have to learn to do the same in life if you want to have relationships with people. You got it? All right, number three. If you walk with God long enough, you will have moments where all you can do is cry. Look, I, I, I know I would rather that this is not the case, but it's true. David and his men, they cried till they ran out of tears. They cried till they couldn't cry anymore. Uh, they couldn't believe. I mean, like, what in the... Like, you ever been there? Like, something happens to you and you're like, wait a minute. Like, like you're looking at it, you're seeing the situation, but you almost can't believe it. You almost can't believe that this is happening to you. You love God, right? You worship God. You're trying to do the right thing. You go to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday night after Wednesday night. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This happened to me? This is happening to me? 
like you're like what i i can't tell you with a certain uh, uh with any certainty that bad things are not going to happen to you i can't say that but what i can tell you is that if you walk with god long enough there will be painful situations painful situations to the point where you don't know what else to do but cry like i'm talking about even non-emotional people have to burst into tears sometimes david looked back and he, he's thinking about king Achish. He looks back and thinks about, man, this king, I pledged my allegiance. Now, he was lying to him, but still, he's like, this dude refused to allow me into the fight, right? He looks forward, and all he sees is the town that he was given is burnt to the ground, and, and, and his wives are gone, and his kids are gone, and everything that they worked for was stolen. He looks beside him, and he sees men that he had invested his life into, and these men wanted to kill him. So he's looking back, frustration. Looking forward, frustration. Looking around, frustration. All he could do was look up. My God, I'm, there are times where all you can do is look up. Maybe maybe you thought, look at me. Let me, let me say something about this, because maybe, maybe you thought that the story of David was something like this. And I think that many Christians foolishly believe this. Maybe you thought the story of David was, oh, David was a shepherd boy. You're reading the pages. Oh, a prophet showed up at his house. The prophet's name was Samuel. Samuel anointed David to be king. Oh, that's cool. David killed the giant. Oh, that's cool. David became the king. And he lived happily ever after. End of book. No. I don't know who you're reading, what Bible you're reading, but, but no, that's just not the reality. That's not, I don't, read the Bible, study people in the Bible. That's not real life. Our God is a, is a real God. He called us, you and I, to do real things in this world. And as you pursue your purpose, you're going to have to deal with real people. You're going to come up against real opposition and you will make your share of real mistakes. You're going to experience real pain. The power of divine purpose is not reserved for people who don't experience pain. No, the power of divine purpose is re reserved for people who press through the pain and refuse to give up, refuse to cave in, refuse to quit. That's what this series is about. This series is about faith and patience to get through every challenge. That means that sometimes you're going to experience pain. Sometimes you're going to cry. Sometimes you'll be frustrated. Some, I got it. All of that. But, but this series is about people who refuse to give up, cave in, and quit, who keep going no matter what. You want to arrive at God's overall expected end for your life? You have to keep going and you have to encourage yourself, which leads me to point number four. Number four, you must have a relationship with God for yourself. David had a priest with him, Abiathar. There was a priest right there with him. But when he needed a word, he didn't go to the priest. When the pressure was on, David relied on his personal relationship with the father. You have to do the same. Look, look at me. Thank God for your priest. Thank God for your pastor. Thank God for your spiritual leader, whoever they are. Appreciate them. But at the end of the day, you got to have a relationship with God for yourself. You must know God intimately. The only way that David got through this situation in Ziklag is by going to God directly. There will be moments where you can only receive from him, where you got to go to God directly, where you have to look up. Forget it. Not looking this way or that way. No, no, no. I have to look up only. You have to look up and make sure that your relationship with God is intact. And then number five, and finally, as I close, you must learn to encourage yourself in the Lord your God. Listen, this is what David did. There will be times where you can't get your pastor on the phone. 
There will be times where even your closest friends are out of reach. There will be times when you feel all alone. There will be times, listen, and during those times, you have to learn to encourage yourself in the Lord, your God. David didn't have King Achish to support him. His men were not there. They didn't have his back. They actually wanted to kill him. But in that moment, David reminded himself of the God of his salvation. My point is that even when all human hope is gone, when you're in God and God is in you, you are never hopeless because you are never helpless. David called on the name of the Lord. David looked up and he received the encouragement that he needed to keep going. And we got to learn how to do the same. There will be times when the pressure is on you. Like you're like, oh my God, what do I do? In those moments, you got to learn to encourage yourself in the Lord your God and keep going. Even in the face of crazy, insurmountable odds, when it seems like there's no way out, if you look up, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. In closing, look at me. Look at me. If you are still breathing, take a breath. If you're still breathing, it's evidence that God is not through with you, right? The only way, if it doesn't look like you're winning, then the battle is not over. The battle is not over. God is on you and in you and with you and for you. And we're going to see in the text tomorrow that just one word from God can turn any situation around. Encourage yourself in the Lord, your God. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I declare by faith that I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I abide under the shadow of your protection. I remain in your will and you protect me. If I ever go astray, Holy Spirit, you correct me and I'm quick to repent and get back on track. Now, I know people are not perfect. I understand that sometimes people will do and say things out of character. Sometimes they'll be overly emotional. Now, I will walk in love and not hold it against them. I'm quick to forgive and to move on without harboring bitterness or malice or unforgiveness in my heart. I understand the frailty of humanity. And I know that there will be times when people are not there for me. <laughs> there will be times when I can't get anyone on the phone. But even in those moments, even when I feel all alone, I know I am never alone because you are with me. You are the source of my strength. You are the strength of my life. You are an ever-present help in the time of trouble. <laughs> I call upon you and you answer me. So no matter how hard times get and no matter how much pressure I feel, I thank you, Father, for helping me to encourage myself in the Lord my God. This is why I keep saying that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're gonna get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. But listen, go into this day knowing that you can encourage yourself. Knowing that if you, if you don't have anybody else, if it seems like all hope is gone, number one, it's not over to God says it's over, right? If God is still on you, in you, with you, and for you, listen, the only way you can lose is if you quit. So don't get frustrated. 
You have the grace to handle it. You can do it. Look up and not down. Look forward and not backward. Greater is coming for you. Encourage yourself in the Lord your God. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. This is one of those ones, again, where you might want to watch this again today. But listen, go into this day knowing that God is still there and he still cares. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.